Hello everyone. My name is Sharon S. Davis. Thank you for joining me today to hear about my caregiver journey for my mom. Last episode, I explained the middle stage of dementia. Today, I will explain the final stage of dementia. This is the stage my mom was in when I started this podcast. Mom went to be with the Lord on August 20th, 2021 at 11.05 a.m. To recap my last episode, according to the Alzheimer's Association website, the middle stage is the longest stage that typically can last for many years. This is the stage where you should start taking videos of everything your loved one does. You will want to make sure you have a way to hear that voice. Do not delete any other voicemails they leave. I cannot stress this enough. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it in all caps. Do not delete any other voicemails they leave. This stage will also reintroduce you to your loved one. During this stage, attend as many of the caregiver learning conferences that you come across. Also join those the trials. You can find more of that information on the Alzheimer's website. Read the 36-hour day. Watch Tipa Snow. YouTube videos. Or go to her website. Attend Alzheimer's support groups. Talk to your caregiver team. And build a relationship with your loved one's social worker. For today's episode, I will discuss the last stage. According to the Alzheimer's Association website, this stage is called the final stage. The last stage, the late stage. This disease and the symptoms are severe. I'm not sugarcoating it. Typically, they will lose the ability to respond to their environment. They will lose the ability to carry on a conversation. They will lose the ability to control body movements. Communication will be difficult. Expressing where they are feeling pain, when they are in pain, how strong that pain is will solely rely on their behavior. I will need you to keep in your mind that when their personality change, it may be because they are experiencing unbearable pain. Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not take it personal. During this stage, you need to take time for yourself to regroup. Never argue with your loved one because they're confused, they're scared, and they're in pain. At this stage, 
your loved one will require around-the-clock assistance with their daily personal care. They will lose awareness of recent experiences as well as their surroundings. Their experience will change in physical abilities, including walking, sitting, and eventually swallowing. They will have difficulty communicating to you. For my mom, she went down to a toddler level with her verbal words. She would repeat what I said just to communicate. Your loved one will be more vulnerable to infections, especially pneumonia. During this stage, I kept a notebook where I would write down every time she ate, every time she had a pain meds, when she went to the bathroom, when she number two. And because even when we were able to get mom to walk and do some laps around the house or inside or outside of the house. The reason I did this and the reason why I made sure the caregivers did this is because we needed to keep track of when the last time she had a bowel movement. Because she wasn't moving as much, her bowels weren't moving as much. So I needed to know when we had to do the suppositories or do the laxatives and stuff like that. This book also came handy when we would go to the doctor's office and talk about her when we would go to the doctor's office and would have to explain how frequent she was experiencing pain for the reason why we gave her her pain meds and oxycodone. Um, at this stage, mama started curling up. When I say curling up, her left hand would was fixated to her chest. It curled up and her hand was in a fist. Her toes were curling up, so when she was walking, she was walking on the knuckles of her toes. It started on the left side, and it was just getting ready to curl on the right side. So I'm pretty sure if mom lived longer, her right arm would have curled up too, and she would have been drawn into a fetal position and would have been completely dead there. Back to the subject. Your loved one may not be able to initiate engagement, but they will still interact when you initiate engaging activities. Your loved one is still there. Do not treat them like an object in a room, like a chair or a bed. They are still there. They want to be involved. They just don't know how to initiate it so you will have to initiate it for them for example I knew my mom loved listening to music when her song was playing she would move to the beat and sings to the words that she could remember or could even say as a result 
I had to play the music to get her to engage. This also helped create motivation for her when we needed to complete a task. My best memory that I recall was when I would play the wobble when we were trying to get her to walk to the bathroom. Some strange reason, that song got her up and it got her moving. During this stage, you will need to heavily rely on your support groups, social services, hospice care, your family and friends. This is a time where you will want to take care of yourself. Ask your family to pick a day of the week to cook or bring dinner to the house. Use social services for meal delivery services in your area that are free or minimal amount for you to pay. If you're running on empty, you will lash out on your loved one. Your loved one would then, as a response, cry or withdraw thinking they did something wrong with it. Or they're going to lash out to you with equal or not more force. So let's just nip that in the bud. Don't run on empty. Take time for you. I used to tell my mom, I need a hug. And she would give me a hug. And I remember and still have that in my heart that my mom would not go to sleep until I said my words of affirmation to her at night. She would beat me, beat me to the punchline and say love you before I got a chance to say it. She would shower me with kisses as I would shower her with mine. My mom did not do that if I was running on empty because she would have felt she did something wrong when I was sad and upset. So I made sure I took care of myself because I loved it when she would give me the hug when I asked for it. I loved it when I was saying my words of affirmation to her at night and she would try to beat me to the punchline to say love you. When she would give me kisses while I'm saying the words of affirmation and that she would not go to sleep until I came to her room and said this. Now, I want you to know, I didn't know anything about aspiration pneumonia. I knew about my mom's difficulty of swallowing when she was sleeping. But because of this aspiration pneumonia, my mom's transition process lasted six days. I learned a lot about aspiration during this time frame. I have a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda playing in my mind. But at this point, nothing can change the past. I can't go back in time. What I have left is the comfort and peace in knowing that she is now whole and in her right mind. I know that she sits on the right hand of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I will see her again. I'm having a difficult time processing and digesting this, but I keep telling myself this to help me through this grieving process. Most of all, I am thankful I had the opportunity to know my mom as the woman who gave me life, 
the woman who became my best friend, the woman who was a wife, sister, aunt, daughter, mentor, and most importantly, friend. You can find her life story and leave a tribute donation to the Alzheimer's Association on her behalf at www.act.alz.org slash go to slash E as in egg, C as in Charlie, A as in apple, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam. In conclusion, this final stage is where you as a caregiver will need to be active in your self-care, having a support network, and understanding the signs of your loved one's pain. This is where you will be thankful you took care of what was needed during the early and middle phases of this disease so you can be present during the final stage, the last stage. Your loved one will be in more pain and they will be wanting to sleep more. Their mobility will significantly decrease. They will need more care and you will experience caregiver burnout if you do not practice self-care. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about my mom's caregiver journey. Don't forget, if you have any questions for me to answer, feel free to email me at allsformom at gmail.com. That's A-L-Z-F-O-R-M-O-M at gmail.com. I will reply to your email and you never know, I might place it in my podcast. Until next time, everyone.